baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the John Kincaid Show. It's a good time. Spending Sunday mornings together. Always love it because we have good debate. We have good conversation. Here's John Kincaid. Let's get this Sunday morning started. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Do you know when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life? Rocket can. Give Rocket Mortgage a chance to win your business. I bet they can. Bet they can do a good job by you. I hope that uh, everybody's uh, ready today. Because we're going to have some fun. We will have fireworks on the show today. So expect some of that. I expect many of you to be outraged by some of my takes. And I expect most of us to have very reasonable conversation this morning, as we usually do, as we get rolling here. I'm going to ask you this. Does a neutral court take away the juice from the postseason? Or, when I just look at the Eastern Conference, is one team just so much better than the other? Celtics, absolutely dominating. I mean, dominating the Philadelphia 76ers. They should be ashamed of themselves. The Sixers are just the cowardly lion. I expect to see the Tin Man step out. Just awful. Where's the Scarecrow? And the Wicked Witch of the West. Because the Sixers just have peed their pants in the bubble. And they could be the first team eliminated today. But the Heat and the Pacers, are you feeling the juice? Toronto, dominating. Are you feeling the juice? It's a shame that the Nets don't have players that are actually able to play, physically should be able to play, willing to play in this bubble. I'm wondering about it. Does it take it away? Does it, is, is the juice gone? Do you think that the Lakers Trailblazers series would be different? If there was a, you know, sort of a fan involvement right now, Lakers up two games to one, not a shocker. I think it's exactly where most people expected it to be. I know everybody was buying into Dame Dollar last week. You still buying in? You still buying into the Pacers being, excuse me, the uh, Trailblazers being the biggest threat to the Lakers? I said it to you last week. All week long, you were going to hear about Dame and the Trailblazers. And maybe I'm just just not the conformist. I refuse to buy in. I refuse to buy in. No. A team that struggled couldn't even get to 500, couldn't even sniff 500, is not going to be a threat to knock out the Lakers. Yes, you can have an amazing player, 
And Dame Lillard is an amazing player. He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Great stats. Those are great stats. Great numbers. But once again, I'll say it to you and I'll say it to you again. And I'll hold court on this. I saw Allen Iverson and I saw young LeBron James, his first trip to the finals, bring two teams that were absolutely decrepit of talent to the NBA finals. Brought them to the finals. Amazing. Whereas people are celebrating the Trailblazers and Dame, but couldn't even get to 500. The season will end without them reaching 500 on the season. 500. Just, just, being, just being the definition of mediocre. And people will celebrate it like it's an accomplishment. And yes, that is a product of today's, today's society. That is. That is a product of, well, every student needs to be celebrated. We're not going to have Dean's List and Honor Roll anymore because then it makes some kids feel bad that they didn't make Dean's List and Honor Roll. Instead of saying what they used to do in previous generations, uh, we're going to celebrate the kids who do the extra work and put in the time to make Dean's List and Honor Roll. Yes, we have school districts. We have a couple here uh, in Georgia that dropped Dean's List and Honor Roll. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. Some kids feel bad when they, don't, when they don't make it. Oh, that's too bad. That's really too bad. You know what? I didn't make it. I made Dean's List in college. I became a student later in life. And what I found is the classes that interested me when I got to college, when I got into my degree program at Temple University, all of a sudden after my freshman year, where I think I had a, I think I ended freshman year with a 2-4-1, something really embarrassing. First time on my own, forcing myself, and a lot of the general studies. I threw all my general studies in the first year. Absolutely mediocre. You know what? When I saw the kids being on Dean's List, making Dean's List, you know what I knew? I knew I didn't deserve to have my name on that list. I didn't deserve it. I didn't work hard enough to be on Dean's List. And you know what? Let's just a spoiler alert to you. Your kids do too. They understand too. But now we celebrate 500 teams in the NBA as if it's like, look at that. It's awesome. They're great performers. Again, you can, you can enjoy and celebrate great performers in the NBA, great individual performances. But please, let's be honest about let, Let's stop lowering the bar about what we're like celebrating as being. Isn't it great? And that is one of the promos I saw. The great Damian Lillard. Yeah, the great Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. Don't put the Trailblazers in the same discussion as the great Damian Lillard. The great Damian Lillard, period. And the rest of the pay, of the <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. I watched too much of the Pacers yesterday. Can you tell? It's on the end of my tongue. So, baseball heads towards the midway point of the season. It's amazing. The Dodgers will make the midway point of the season today. The San Diego Padres will get there today. Uh, I'm trying to see who else gets there today because other teams have had 
rainouts or have had to miss games because they've had teams, you know, uh, canceling games because of coronavirus. The Braves are three games away from the halfway point. We're at the halfway point of the season that they told you you'd never see. Remember, I just like to remind people of this at the beginning of the week when we start the show. Remember when they told you we'd never see baseball? (laughs) 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 You'll never see professional sports. It can't work outside of a bubble. There's no way it could possibly work. (laughs) 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 We've been the show since the beginning of this pandemic. By the way, I'll change the, uh, the sort of the slogan. I'll change the slogan to you. We're the show that's been right. Yes, we can. Yes, thank you, Brock. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we're the show that continues to be right. And I'm not saying, I, I want you to listen to every show on the network. Now, we're not going to do a lot of Mets talk today. I just want to warn you. Not going to do a lot of Mets talk. I don't really think that in the the continuous 50 states and then we go, you know, the, the continuous 48, I should say. And then, uh, you know, overseas listening on Sirius XM 206 or the radio.com app. I don't think there's a lot of push for Mets talk today. I, I think Sal covered it. We got plenty of Mets talk. We're going to skip the Mets talk today. Anthony, I want that stricken from the uh, program today. We're not going to be doing that. Really whacking the ball. Here it is. We're the stinking loser, Matt. We're the stinking loser. Save us, A-Rod, the New York Mets. It's terrible. We've had a 20-year 20 uh, 20 celebration on the Buck and Kincaid show that I co-host with my partner Buck Ballou in Atlanta on 680 The Fan, proud home of the uh, JK show here on CBS Sports Radio. We sing Beat the Mets every time the Braves beat the Mets. And we sing it. We sing along with the audience. We change the words. We mock the Mets. And uh, look, this baseball season, they told you wasn't going to happen. You remember? You remember? You remember when we would have shows in March and April? And it looked bleak? And it looked terrible. And it looked like we were never, ever going to be able to get back to normal life. Remember New Normal? Do you remember my rants on New Normal? And I wasn't suggesting that you punch everybody in the face that says New Normal to you next. But I was suggesting that you just look at them with disgust and disdain because they actually believed that we would never, ever get back to anything that life has changed forever. Heard that one on the Today Show just this past week. Our lives have changed forever. Be sure to tune in for this interview with, no, our lives have not changed forever. And thankfully, there's enough people who have said, yes, they're not going to change forever. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun watching sports? I love being able to prep for the Sunday show on Saturday afternoon before church, and I'm watching NBA playoff basketball. That's a lot of fun. And now if you see what the NBA is learning... They're pushing back next season. And already we thought they'd push it back to December 1st. Now they're going to push it back more towards Christmas week from what I'm hearing. Make Christmas week 
when there's no new TV shows on, there's no new, uh, you know, the, all the TV shows are in reruns and things like that at the Christmas time. The NBA's kicking off their season and have everybody, you know, focused on the NBA. Looks like smart marketing because I think people are enjoying being able to see the NBA postseason. Now, I don't think they want to see it at one in the afternoon. This is a special year. The NBA doesn't want to be running games like that. And I can tell you this, my podcast partner, Shaquille O'Neal, getting Shaq up before noon, that, that's, that might be the biggest surprise of the NBA postseason is that they're able to get Shaq and Charles in the studio, showered, shaved, and everything, and ready to go by those uh, you know studio <laughs> sessions in the afternoon. But they're, they're having a good time, and the NBA playoffs have been great. It's been a lot of fun. I just wonder if the juice is gone. Like, how do these guys generate the juice? And more importantly, how's it going to play out down the line? Is it, uh, Shaq calls it glorified AAU, but he's been very negative on the idea of this season. He said this season forever for him is going to have an asterisk. It's going to be a season that he's going to remember, and he's always going to say this champion doesn't, doesn't get the same respect. I feel exactly the opposite. Whoever comes out of this bubble, whoever comes out of the bubble is going to be celebrated. I think they're going to be celebrated in a big-time way because they sacrificed. They sacrificed to win a championship. They sacrificed personal life, personal liberty, freedoms to do what they want to do in order to try to win a championship. And then you have my Sixers, who sacrificed absolutely nothing. Buffoons. Cartoonish. Let's see, we have people outraged this week that we're going to get to on the show today. A lot of outrage. I mean, it was another outrageous week. Oh my gosh. We have the absolute worst apology in history by Tom Brenneman, who I believe never, never should have taken the mic and apologized that night without preparation, without thinking about it, without putting more, more thought into what he was going to say. And by the way, calling a home run during the middle of your apology, well, that's next-level stuff. I mean, that really is. That is next-level stuff. But I don't believe, I believe Tom Brenneman and whoever is the producer of that broadcast I think they made a huge mistake. Brenneman made the big mistake, but... Uh, That was huge. By the way, he didn't make a mistake. He said a term that shouldn't be uttered, a slur that shouldn't be uttered on an open microphone as a sports broadcaster. And I saw all the righteous indignation from so many. My buddy Steve Buckley, Buck in Boston, writing in The Athletic, wrote a great piece on it. And Buck um, came out. I guess uh, around, around a decade ago, uh, publicly. And he has been, one, to me, the most eloquent, measured voice on these type of topics in sports that, I've, that, that is out there, period. Fantastic. LZ does a good job out in uh, L.A. too. Uh, Granderson does a really good job on it. I think they're my two favorite voices to hear from on issues like this. But I would just like to say this in summary, right off the bat, in a week of outrage, there's more outrage than Mike Milbury has outrage, and we'll talk about that. 
the big double standard with Mike Milbury outrage. The idea that with Tom Brenneman, that he's, first of all, it's not who I am. He says, oh, it's not who I am. Unfortunately, sometimes guys are guys and they're really stupid. And I raise my hand. Guys are really stupid. And I will not, like many of my peers chose to do this week, throw rocks at Tom Brenneman. Because I know there are times in my life when I have been less of a man than I would want my daughter to know me as. My wife to know me as. My mother to know me as. And frankly, you guys to know me as. There have been many times when I've failed that that I've been a, 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 a failure to the standards that I hold myself to. But what I won't do is to one of my peers in the industry is line up on the I'm going to tear this man down train. Because if all of us in the media, all of us included, had a microphone on us, an open microphone on us 24-7, I can tell you that I've worked in a lot of different settings for a lot of different networks amongst a lot of different people, men and women. And the open microphone would sink Almost everybody at some point in their lives, maybe it's in your car, maybe it's in your living room, you'll say, no, John, 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 that's it. That's on the job. It's different. It's on the job. Of course, it's different on the job. It's completely different because it's on the job. But I don't know about you. I'm not throwing rocks at anybody because I know there are many times in life that I have failed to be the best example of myself that I could be. Now, I know that reading so many pieces this week and hearing sports radio in this country, I realize I'm working with a lot of people that obviously do not have my same failures and my same flaws. They're just amazing people. And they never, ever slip up in life, do something wrong, um, lower their standards. I'm amazed. I didn't realize it was a perfect industry. And guess what? Tom Brenneman deserves whatever heat he gets. He, he deserves it. That apology was terrible. But I love how my industry is full of people that everybody can't wait to get up to the pulpit. Not everybody. I shouldn't say that. A large majority of people can't wait to get to the pulpit to just curry favor. Isn't it terrible what he did? And some of the people that I heard being the loudest this week, I know them. I know them. I've worked with them. I know them. And what I'm going to tell you is, they're fortunate that there aren't open mics. Very fortunate. We all could be a better version of ourselves in 2020. I've learned that. Every one of us. Every one of us. Our toll-free lines, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by GEICO. Did you know right now GEICO's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what GEICO could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more. Get on in with us. You know those unwritten rules? Would somebody just write them down, please, because it's exhausting. 
It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps, ready to race to you. Don't deprive yourself any longer. Follow John on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at John Kincaid. Goodbye, gray, gray sky. sky. Hello, blue. Nothing can hold me when I hold you. Does uh, Happy Days hold up? Anthony, have you ever watched Happy Days? Does it hold up to the next generation? Like you, like it was, you found it funny? I did personally, yeah. You're very quiet today. You sound very quiet. What's going on with you, Tony Pierno? What's going on? Expect a louder version of yourself. How about now? That's all better, yeah. You sounded very low before. Yeah, the mic was down a little bit too much. My daughter has watched, um, like she says, Cosby Show, which I guess is not politically correct anymore. Can't can't, can't watch Cosby Show. Um, A very creepy ending to Bill Cosby's career. Uh, She says, Dad, I can't believe that was the number one show on TV. I said it was the number one show on TV. It was huge. She said it's not funny. It's not funny. I never thought... Uh, me personally, that Bill Cosby was particularly funny anyway. The show was not like when you watch, and I, and I tried to like say, oh, come on, this show is huge. You'll love it. And I'm in like 10 minutes into an episode going, it's not that funny. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. But there's people who try to commit, you know, Friends wasn't funny. And I'm like, no, I, I absolutely disagree with you completely. Absolutely loved Friends. I don't know if it's because the. When friends, ca- I was supposed to be the exact same age as all the characters. Yeah. So it it, it fit. I don't know you if could that relate. fits for you. Yes. Yeah. Except to the big apartment. Yeah, that was not really Monica. With the, yeah, I mean, and and Joey and Chandler having the big apartment. I mean, you know that you'd have to you'd have to kill somebody to get one of those, one of those big apartments. And Anthony, you'd be willing to, right? To get one of those, you get a big apartment that size. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be, yeah. You'd be willing to you'd be willing to bump somebody off. Uh. Gentleman says here, uh, John, you should be a Sunday morning preacher. You sound like one. I get it. We're all bad. Okay. If that's what you took from what I said about the Tom Brenneman story, then okay. I guess that's a, a good scenario for you to learn. I'm not picking up a rock. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to come on the air and be all in righteous indignation and say I've never, ever said something that shouldn't be said. Now, into an open microphone, maybe. But I just I, I just chuckle. Because I've been in this industry, I've been in sports talk radio industry since it began at the second station that ever did sports talk radio, WIP in Philadelphia, is where I started learning the industry, had my first shift in the industry, and things like that. I'm not going to sit behind a microphone and be like, Let, oh, time, to, time to tear down Tom Brandeman this week. Now, I'll tear down the fact that I thought his apology was atrocious, and I, I blame the fact that the producer put him on the air to do it. I think if somebody really cared about you, they would say, okay, just, just sign off. Just sign off, regroup, get your thoughts together, and figure out what really would be a legitimate apology and a good apology. I think it was rushed. But I'll be damned if I'm going to be the person to pick up a rock and say, boy, if my life, if my life was ever on a 24-7 mic, if, if, if the, the, how about this? 
if the vast majority of my sports media peers, if their lives were ever on a 24-hour, 24-7 mic, they could pick up what they, what they say. There would have been a lot of more quiet people to not just join the mob. Tom gets whatever penalty the Reds deserve, believe he should get. His employers, he's got to deal with that. But man, he did a, uh, he, I think he did a poor job. But I'll, I won't be the one to pick up the rock and start pelting him. Just not doing it. Just not doing it. By the way, Anthony, you're, as a big hockey guy, first of all, congratulations on your Islanders moving forward. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very excited. Now all I need you to do is for them to beat the Flyers. Can you do oh, it for me? Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about the Philadelphia Flyers. The only You're team, not, eh? no, no, absolutely not. The only team I'm scared of in the Eastern Conference now is Boston. So Boston's I'm, one you're worried about. Yeah. The, so the, you want Boston out. Yes, I'm rooting hard right. for Tampa Bay. So I'm, I am not worried about the Flyers. The Islanders will beat the Flyers. I like, uh, I like the fact that my Golden Knights draw Vancouver. I like that. I would rather have faced them than facing the Stanley Cup champion Blues who got eliminated on Friday night. I'm glad to see the blues out of there. I don't want to, I don't want to try to knock off the defending champions. I just think that would have been, I said, I think that's easier. So maybe we both can advance here, but uh, Mike Milbury got killed. The, I mean, just getting crushed for his comments about no women in the bubble to distract the guys. And I mean, it was hair on fire criticism. Mike Milbury getting crushed. Now as an Islander man, you don't dig Milbury, right? Because, no, I'm no because fan. Of his, no. Because of his island. But that's because of his Islander history. Yeah. You don't dig him. No, right? it was not a good history. Okay. okay. Did you see yesterday what Kendrick Perkins had sweeted? Time to get those wives, fiancés, and girlfriends down there to the bubble. Testosterone is at an all-time high right now. Carry on. What's that mean, folks? What's that mean? We'll let you determine it for yourself. What's that mean? By the way, I loved Kendrick Perkins' tweet. I laughed at it. It's funny. It's a funny tweet. But imagine, is that any sort of different than Mike Milbury? Is that any different? I'm just asking. Where's the outrage meter go? By the way, I've watched Stephen A. Smith have discussion after discussion on first take. And you know, if you listen to this show, personally and professionally, I love Stephen A. Love Stephen A. Personally, I'm a big fan. Professionally, I'm a fan. Because anybody who can create an industry for themselves, create a brand for themselves, and do it to that kind of level, gets my ultimate respect. And it doesn't hurt that he plays brick on General Hospital, which is a nice little, uh, you know, sort of, Side character. He does a good job with that, too. And we love General Hospital together. But I'm a big fan of Stephen A. I've heard Stephen A. making the same sort of comments about women in the bubble at the NBA. Instagram models being in the bubble at the NBA. I've heard the same exact stuff. Mike Milbury, bad. NBA analysts talking about it. Not a peep. Why? People not like Milbury? I know Anthony doesn't, but that's because of his Islander tenure. I mean, seriously. Is everything in, is everything going to freak people out? Is that where we're at? 
Mike Milbury, you would have thought Mike Milbury was Satan reading some of the stuff. And I have heard the NBA on TNT joking about women in the bubble. I've heard Stephen A. Smith joking about women in the bubble. I've heard uh, now Kendrick Perkins joking about women in the bubble. And there doesn't seem to be any outrage. Not at all. And you know what? I applaud it. I applaud it. Because everybody can't put a... Seriously, in 2020, there's a large majority of, 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 the, of the populace that can't put a piece of two-ply between their cheeks because they're so tight. Seriously. Waking up every day waiting to be outraged about something. Laughing. Obviously not optional anymore. Everything has some sinister intent. My gosh. I would get on Mike Milbury more for just really dull analysis. That would be, I'd get on it more. More Jonesy and more Patrick Sharp. But I worry about the Patrick Sharp thing, Anthony. Because every time I'm watching hockey, my wife perks up every time Patrick Sharp's on the TV. An attractive man. Yeah. And we both can say that very, very, you know, secure in our manhood. Patrick Sharp looks like he should be like a Bond villain. He should be the guy that James Bond, you know, meets and and this guy wants to like freeze the world with a weather machine or something. It's becoming your Sunday habit. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully you are having a great Sunday as we get this thing rolling along. And that's like my unwritten rule for you. Is that you have a great time when you join the show, that we have a lot of fun together. The phone lines are open for you at 855-212-4CBS. Because we're the can people. On this show, we're the can people, the people who believe that, who didn't believe that the world was coming to an end. Yes, we can. Who didn't believe that sports was never going to return. Yes, we can. Yes, thank you very much, Brock. That we, we, we believed on this show that, yes, the sun would rise again, that we'd have fun, sports would be great again. I mean, there, there are so many things that, thankfully... We were able to, uh, you know, be a part of on this show. When we confront tough times, we don't give in to what is. We think about what ought to be. I like that. I like that. Good job. By the way, gentlemen, send me a thing. Is that yes? You always have to call ex, even ex presidents, Mister President. I didn't realize that. You still have to call them Mister President. So yes, thank. Good job, Mister President. That was uh, that's very well said. It's very well said. Uh, the San Diego Padres, I guess, are becoming villains. And boy, do I chuckle. I just love it. I love the, I love the, the people. Fernando Tatis Jr. Just driving people nuts this week. James Graceffo earlier, Anthony, was arguing with me. What was he arguing that, with you about? That... Tatis should not have been swinging on a 3-0 pitch Why not? up by seven runs. I have no idea. That's he it. said he could swing at a 3-1 pitch. 
but not a 3-0 pitch. How about, the other, how about the other guy on that mound is getting paid as well? Make a, a good pitch. Make a, make a better pitch in that situation then. Bingo. Bingo. I mean, also, seriously. There, there's no there's no time. There's no clock in baseball. You got to get 27 outs. Have we never seen a comeback in baseball? I know it's mostly unlikely. It's the eighth inning. It's seven runs. But we've, have we never seen a comeback before in baseball? Come on. Already, I think on two occasions this year, I've seen teams produce nine run innings. I mean, it you is mean, possible. You, you, you've watched the Phillies bullpen is what you're telling me. You told me you've it's seen bad. the Oh. <laughs> oh. Just awful. I mean, but, I mean come on. Awful. I mean, there's no mercy rule in baseball. I mean, it's unbelievable. Honestly, I don't, I don't understand it. And the weird thing was is with Graceffo, I was so upset with him because I'm saying, wait a minute. You're, uh, to me, you're, you're a big baseball man. I think of him as a huge baseball fan. Yeah, he loves I, it. And then he's, and he's pulling that on me? Yeah, and I don't well, understand. You know, yeah. Not that. And not, you know. And it doesn't make sense because, you know, people will say, you know, baseball needs to be more lively. It's boring. Right. And then one of the most exciting things that can happen in baseball, a home run. And Tatis had a grand slam home run. Yeah. And he's one of the bright young stars in the game of baseball. And now we're we're killing the guy. And it doesn't make any sense. If you want to know why baseball has been dying on the vine with younger with younger people and younger viewers. And it's one of the problems that the sport has got, and it is a huge, huge problem. you got to realize the game has to start to be able to relate to the next generation. And it's doing a horrible job of relating to the next generation. And honestly, it's because of people that are just so hung up, just absolutely hung up on all of these like unwritten rules. This is not the way the game is. Look at these players pimping home runs and everything. You know what? Your kids love this stuff. Your kids love it. You are the grumpy old men from the Muppets. You think this is terrible. This, is, this isn't the baseball I grew up on. Guess what? Hey, Grandpa, you're only 45. Why do you sound like you're 80? And more importantly, do you not realize the game you love hasn't been able to sustain itself? With the next generation, it hasn't been able to create fans? 56 years old. I said it to you before, I'll say it again. 56 years old. The average postseason viewer the last three years for Major League Baseball postseason. 56. So... A few years older than me. And that's the average. That's not a sustainable thing. That's not sustainable for your business model unless you're selling life alerts or those shower things that they convert your tub into a sit-down shower. That's the only thing that works for. It doesn't work for any other business model. And at some point... People are going to understand it. People are going to start to figure it out. And I hope it's sooner than later because I absolutely love the sport. I love baseball. I love having it on. My wife will say to me, are you even watching that? I'm like, it's on. It's in the background. I've got it on the television. I'm doing something else, but it's on. It's something that's that's. It's almost melodic to me. 
to have a baseball game on. And I love these young players. Pimp it up. Play it up. Do your thing. Do your thing. I want to thank, uh, what is her name here? I want to thank Melinda for saying, John, I've been a hockey fan for 27 years. She's a registered nurse, and she likes the shout-outs that I give to the frontline workers, and she thanks me for that. But she also says, I heard Mike Milbury's comments, and I'm still trying to figure out why I should be offended. But it seems like there's enough men out there who are offended for me. Here's a clue, guys. We don't need you to be offended for us. Thanks. Look, I'll let Melinda just drop. Melinda, that's a drop the mic moment. And yes, thank you. As one of the frontline workers, you are absolutely awesome. Sam in Canton, Ohio joins us. Sam, you're on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, buddy? Hey, John, just listening to your comments. uh, uh, When I heard what Kendrick Perkins said, uh, I I was sitting here laughing so hard, I nearly fell off my couch. Right. I mean, it's funny, right? Exactly. John... What I see happening more and more, and I, I would be interested in, in your take on this, is anymore our you know society seems to be governed by a group of what I call high priests of political correctness, okay, who decide you know uh, by themselves what and what is not acceptable, you know, dialogue or what can and cannot be said. Correct. You know, and as you being a sports journalist. Uh, well, I'm not a, and, I, I, the one thing I like to correct you on. I'm not a journalist because I am just okay. I'm, I don't I'm not a reporter. I'm just a guy who okay. gets on the radio and talks about sports. So I don't cons- I, I think there's people who are very talented who do journalism. I don't have the same standards to that I have to follow. OK, fair enough. And but you appreciate, John, in your position, the importance of free speech. Yes. And, and anymore, it seems that that right that is guaranteed by our Constitution is being more and more infringed upon by people, a certain group of people who are deciding what and what is not appropriate. And it's becoming, in my mind, something that can be very dangerous, you know, uh, looking at it from even a larger aspect to our freedoms. But even more so, you know, it becomes a control mechanism by which people, uh, you know, are, are spending so much time apologizing for what they say that, you know, the people who are making these judgments about what is correct and what is not seem to control everything. Well, the one and, thing is, uh, I would say, I would say this, and I appreciate your call, is that there is, there's, there's speech police that are out, and by the way, I don't consider it to be something that's drawn along, I know a lot of people do, uh, they try to draw it along like, Uh, ideological lines, party lines, or otherwise. I hear one of the things that my wife and I had a huge fight this week, Anthony. Huge fight. About what? Uh, We we had the big, how about this? We had the biggest fight that I can imagine that we've had in in a decade. Whoa. And, And guess what I did? What did you do? You apologized. No, I threatened to speak on her behalf and to defend her honor. She did not Against, want that. Yes. And she was furious with me because I said, no, I'm going to. And she said, I don't need you to. And I said, but I want to. 
Well, I don't want you to. She's a strong woman, your wife. She could take care of her own battles. You're telling me that that I should not defend. Um, it was a there was a just a. Well, it's, it's hard. To, I'm not going to display what the situation was. But my wife goes, "I've got this. I've got it. I don't need you to step in for me. This isn't the 1800s." You don't have to be uh, Mr. Old-Fashioned Chivalry. I got this. I can fight my own battles. And I'm like, but I want to defend you. And you need to speak up. I'll speak up if I want to. I don't feel the need to answer this. Um, And thankfully, she didn't have a live mic. Because, man, (laughs) cancel culture. Cancel culture would have found her. Because, man, she she had some words for this woman. And my wife, got. we got in a huge fight about it. She was so pissed at me, and I wouldn't back down. And I'm like, look, I want to defend you. I want to speak up. I don't need you to. Why can't you get that through your thick head? I don't need you to. And I think that's what sort of what Melinda was pointing out, too, is we got a lot of people that speak for women, speak for this girl. Look, there's a lot of people, and, and Shaq has talked about it on our podcast. He's seen a lot of marches. And rallies and everything, especially ones that have gone south. And the crowd, well, let's just say, doesn't, uh, let's just say they've lost their way. They've lost their way. And sometimes messaging loses its way. We don't need to speak up for other people. Let them speak up. But you know what? Support them when they speak up. Who's your next eight out? In the NFL playoff picture, mine's going to shock you. Next, John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 